I'm joined by Alva Smith and uh, Larry Donnelly. Larry, of course, University of Galway law lecturer and political columnist with the Journal and Alva Smith, long-time campaigner. Um, Larry, first of all, how was Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was very quiet from my point of view. Unfortunately, I didn't have the usual celebration this year for a variety of reasons, namely because my my wife was at her colleague Eileen Dunn's retirement party. But anyway, we soldiered on as best we could. Does does Thanksgiving kind of wreck Christmas in America? It's slightly too close, isn't it? No, it's actually perfect because we get a bit of a buffer. Here, Christmas starts in October. But in America, because we have Thanksgiving, it buffers it a little bit because you still have to go through Thanksgiving before you can really focus in on Christmas. And those of us who aren't the biggest Christmas people in the world, it's a big blessing. But there's a limit to how much turkey you can have. Do you know, if you've gorged on turkey, you can't do it again, what, four and a half weeks later? Or can you? Can you? Yeah, yeah you have a point there, to be honest with you. I'm not the hugest turkey fan in the world. I'd actually prefer if we had steak for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. A lot to be said for it. It's a lot to be said for it. We do need to talk about the things that are making the papers and it is the crisis that um, seems to be completely intractable because the Irish Times is reporting homeless numbers pass 11,000 for the first time. This is one of those things, Alva, where if I, I think if I cast my mind back to 2017, five years ago, the people who are now in senior roles around the cabinet were calling it a housing emergency, were saying something needs to be done. And five years on, things are worse than they were. Absolutely. I mean, this has been, you could say it has been a crisis and an emergency and getting more and more and more emergency, so to speak, for 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 the past decade. Uh, but certainly I can remember, you know, the big housing protest, I think, was that four or five years ago? And it happened at exactly the same time of the year. And I, th- I think what happens, of course, is that there is inevitably a peak um, that comes around about this very, very cold time of the year when people start sort of turning up. But the figures at the moment are absolutely appalling. I mean, it's not it's not just over 11,000, it's nearly 11,500 now. And what's so particularly worrying is that there is an increasing number of families there. I think there's about 1,500 families, 3,500 children. And they're now beginning to see, according to Focus Point, more older people, over 65s, but um, I think that figure re- in relation well. to the children oh. is is stark. I mean, uh, uh, the well, the data shows. So the data looks at the period from the twenty fourth um, of October through the thirtieth of October, and during that effectively uh, a week, there were three thousand four hundred and eighty children in emergency accommodation. Uh, absolutely, but 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 you know those figures have been very high. They've been up around the, the three thousand and near the three thousand mark for a long time, so several years. So we can't actually say that this is new or that we didn't know. And what is really, really, really shameful is that it is only now that government are beginning to say this is an emergency. This has been an emergency for a long time and nothing has actually been done. Many words have been spoken, many actions have been promised, but actually nothing is happening. And one of the most shocking things which is actually in the in in the Irish Times today, but which I'd heard of before, is that there was a five hundred million underspend in the department responsible for housing last year. Now that is unforgivable when there are so many people living in such appalling conditions. We're going to be talking to uh, Paul Murphy, the People Before Profit TD for uh, Dublin South West after 10 o'clock because there is a housing housing protest on today in Dublin which he will be uh, attending. When you look at this issue Larry, it is one of those where 
everybody is in agreement that the problem needs to be solved. The bit that seems to be difficult is the how. What is it that needs to be done to actually get this moving? If I knew the answer to that question with specificity, uh, you know, I suppose I, I'd be an asset to the government. Uh, I think that the, the, the broad, the widespread perspective is, is just as Alva outlines it, is that uh, there's been colossal systems failure uh, at every level conceivable. And that's how we found, uh, found ourselves in this position. And I think that the general perception is that there needs to be massive government intervention to solve this, that the private sector is never going to solve this, that uh, recent years have demonstrated that clearly. Um, The question becomes then in a political context, uh, the next general election, obviously housing is going to be the issue uh, and the party which has benefited most from that is Sinn Féin uh, and just how well will they do at at the general election and then should they get into government Will they be able to, to make some strides on this? And invariably, no matter how well they do, they are going to let some people down. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. The housing thing, at one level, it's quite simple. We knew the population in this country was growing, 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 and we just didn't build enough housing for them. It's that simple. But at the same time, there are huge levels of, of complexity to it. Yeah, I mean, there is there is something that can be done about this. The point is, the problem is that it should have been something that was done 10 years ago when the population was growing really very rapidly, um, when it was well known that we needed to be building more housing stock. And we need to make a commitment, in my view, in this country, and it would be shared by parties on the left and by, by uh, Sinn Féin. We need to build public housing. We need to build social housing. So usually when we hear Dara O'Brien or, or, or one of the members of government, they're saying social and affordable. Actually, there are a lot of people out there who's, who are saying there's no such thing as affordable housing for the vast majority of working people now. So you have to look at the commitment to build uh, social housing and to start that process. And what we see the minister saying Today, like five, six, seven, eight, nine years too late, is build the houses now. I'm going to give money to the councils uh, to, you know, get rid of their legacy debts and buy land. Why, why, why has it taken so long? Particularly when it's one of those issues where the right and the left have, um, um, they may have different motivations, but they have the exact same objective. If you take a very capitalist trickle-down view, you need to build houses fast because we need to import workers to keep the economy growing. If you take a very socialist view, we need to be able to get people off the housing list and it has. So everybody is in total uh, aggressive agreement. From my point of view, as a socialist, people have a right to have to be housed. People have a right to have a home. And I would also put in there something that tends to fall off a bit. We do need a referendum, I think, on the right to a home, the right to housing, because it's coming up in a number of different okay, circumstances. Okay, Larry, you want to come back in, but a lot of text coming in this that I just want to give you. The problem, even if the government plan is working, we can't know because 80,000 extra people came into Ireland this year. Um, a text saying 11,500 people in temporary accommodation out of a population of 5.2 million is very low by international standards, suggests Paul. And it is a point that gets made a lot that we are not the only people to have a, cre- a housing crisis. But the fact that we share that crisis with other countries doesn't mean that we don't have a crisis. Uh, and a text saying, Mark Egan of The Independent, good piece in the paper this morning on 10 ways to fix the housing crisis, including mm-hmm. we need to hold the construction sector to account. We need more land rezoned and linked to existing right lane light 
rail and tram services in cities and we need to rethink design. Larry. I just want to make one quick point that's not offered really as a defence of the construction sector or the government, but I do think it is important to note um, that we aren't all that far removed from a situation where um, there was actually a good amount of housing built. These are the famous ghost estates uh, Mm -hmm. that were there were never inhabited. So in many ways that led to a perfect storm of, look, you had all this uninhabited housing that wasn't taken up. Now you want us to build more housing? Hold on a second here. So I think that 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 is more than a footnote. I think it's really important. While you are talking, let us move to a different area, which is uh, closer to your original home. Um, U.S. politics. The news that Kanye West is announcing for 2024 and <laughs> that he took on Thanksgiving a white supremacist for dinner in Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago, who has also announced for 2024. That that moment, that, that brief false dawn of normality that seemed to be returning to American politics, it's gone, Larry. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the return of Trump. I'm actually writing about it in the journal later on this evening, so quick plug there. Um, but the return of Donald Trump and Kanye West, I, I suppose Kanye West, I think, is more easily dismissible in the sense that, um, you know, he, there there are definitely issues there. Uh, some of the things he says are completely outrageous, uh, but he is not going to be a factor one way or another uh, in, the, in the 2024 presidential contest. Trump, on the other hand, is a different kettle of fish. Uh, Trump is down. He is definitely definitely down at the moment in the wake of the midterms, uh, but he is not out. The reason he's not out is because he still commands the undying loyalty of, I would say, between 30 and 40 percent of the Republican grassroots. As such, he has a reasonably good chance of winning the nomination. And those odds increase much, much higher. They get much better if there is a crowded field in the race. If this boils down quickly to Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, my suspicion is Ron DeSantis will beat him. If there are several candidates in the field, however, Trump will have that lane of people. In the old uh, days, he has a really good chance. If it was DeSantis versus any other Republican nominee mm-hmm. potential in history, you would say at the point at which DeSantis gets the nomination the other candidate will fall into support and do the best thing for the party if DeSantis beats Trump Trump will dedicate himself to chipping away at him for the rest of his life very difficult to get elected in that context. He, he may he may well be, and he may well undertake a third-party candidacy, and I'll, I'll take the, the, the mask off here as a Democrat. That'd be just fine with me because it would ensure the election of a Democratic candidate in 2024. <laughs> uh, so that's fine if he wants to do that, but uh, I think it is going to be fascinating to watch the Republican process. Well, now that you've declared as a Democrat, we can turn to our, our rabid Republican here, Alva Smith. Alva, <laughs> 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 uh, the under, like, it's, it's all fun and games to look at, uh, G- um, not Giuliani, um, DeSantis and, and Trump. But the underpinning thing is that that wave of populism into which they both tap. How do you resolve that? How do you get back to a political system that puts reality as something that matters? Well, I mean, you know, I I, I think certainly what you're saying is is correct. It's true. At the same time, I think there are, you know, different contexts. The US is one thing. What's happening in Europe, what's happening in Ireland in terms of 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 right-wing populism is is another sort of thing. And I think that in the US there are, you know, very profound problems and issues, which I imagine um, Larry would agree with, that there are, you know, structural problems in relation to um, education, for example, health service. Um, You have that 
huge, huge divide caused by racism in the US. So there, there are so many problems that require attention resolving and that people do work on to avoid further, further dividing people. And I, I think that that is very, very difficult. I am extremely worried and concerned that there could be another Republican president, whether it's Trump, which would be a ghastly nightmare scenario, or indeed DeSantis, who is you know, as as far to the right as Genghis Khan, basically, it's just that he seems more normal and sane by comparison with Trump. But that, I think, would be an absolute disaster. And I think, in a way, the really interesting question for the states at the moment is, is Biden going to run again? And if he's not going to run again, who is going to be who is going to be going up for it? Because we need uh, or the US needs very strong democratic leadership. But as far as populism is concerned, each of our continents has different problems to deal with, I think. A text saying, who caused the housing crisis? Michal Martin's Fianna Fáil with the 2008 crash and Fine Gael with Varadkar's ethos of looking after big business. Another, yeah, after 100 years of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael running the country, houses left fall left fall into complete disarray. Healthcare in the corridors of our hospitals, of staff are worked to the bone. Education laughable with how class sizes the highest in the EU. In the meanwhile, thank you very much to Alva Smith and to Larry Donnelly for coming in this morning.